The Living in Solitary podcast engages in mature subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. He spent the remainder of his days living in solitary, sitting alone in the dark, waiting for the end of the world. This is The Solitary Man. And today, I want to talk about lost dreams. Being a man in this day and age, You can even say a so-called black man, though I don't ascribe to any of those notions. I don't personally believe in the color of paradigm, if you want to call it that. The, The concept of color or black versus white, that sort of thing didn't exist until pretty recently in humanity's history. I think the 15th century. I can't remember specifically, and I'm not interested in doing the research on that at this moment. So information is there, though. Color was never really a thing until it was made to be a thing. It's part of some grand scheme of some sort or whatever nefarious conspiracies and play. I don't care. But because our society is immersed in this paradigm of racism and all that, and it affects, of course, our social behavior towards each other, it's easier for me to just say I'm a black, black guy, right? But I bring that up so you can form a mental picture of uh, the person you're listening to. But being a solitary black guy, a black guy who is, for the most part, cut off from society, I hear the discourse relating to people like me, people who are cut off from society, who are alone because they can't seem to find their way, you can say. And you get a, you hear the labels like a neat, what is it, not employed in education or training. I think that's what it is. And Hiko Komori, which is the 
Japanese term for social outcast. I probably mispronounced it. But, um, or even in mainstream media, uh, when you hear the news of men aren't working and they're not giving anything and, you know, the, the popular discourses, uh, we're just lazy and we're not interested. We won't put the video games down or, you know, whatever the case is, uh, we're losers and there, there, there's plenty, uh, to go around when it comes to shaming men, right? But hearing that, I took stock of what I've done, the things I've done before I got up to this point. And many of these things, these are ventures I've started and uh, two of them were actual companies that were LLC'd and all of that. And the other things were, were, you can say, freelance endeavors that uh, I poured a considerable amount of time and money into trying to build these things up. So I wanted to run through that. Not in any way to hype myself up. I'm not interested in that. Once again, I'm just sharing my thoughts But just to let you know, men aren't here in this situation because they're lazy. So I'll just run through a couple of things and I'm not going to spend any length of time on this. We're going to move on shortly, but we'll start. So first I had a... Well, not first. This is in no particular order. This isn't in any chronological order. But the first two companies, the first one was a clothing company, and the second was a media company. And these companies were both LLC. So these were the official company companies. Outside of that, I've run two podcasts One, I ran with a, uh, well, he was supposed to be, uh, you can say, my best friend at the time. And we had about 60 episodes, uh, maybe 67, getting close to 70 episodes of that podcast from what I can recall. Uh, And this was years ago before podcasts would make their even bigger resurgence. Uh, every few years, podcasts would, you know, gain popularity. So if we had continued that podcast, there's no doubt in my mind that we would have been, we would have enjoyed some sort of success, you can say. We had, a, we had listeners, 
Um, but of course, there wasn't any advertising or anything like that. And we were 70, you know, close to 70 episodes in. Um, but uh, I was the person putting most of the effort into the podcast. And, you know, it's not to slight the other guy because he's irrelevant. But it was my, the podcast was my idea. And, uh, of course, the editing and the setting up of the equipment and all that fell to me. And I asked only that he would help promote the podcast, you know, on his social media, just like I was doing on mine. But the topics that we would speak about, uh, he wouldn't really want these things getting out to people he knew. I guess he was afraid of how they would perceive him. And it's not like we were talking about anything really crazy uh, or, you know, anything inflammatory even. Just talking about uh, the struggles of a so-called black man and, you know, just uh, the interactions we have, things we deal with. We're very professional because all of these ventures, I should mention, you know, they took place alongside of me working full time. So it wasn't like I was just trying to do this and this is all I had. I also had to maintain my job. So I had to work and then come home and, you know, edit. It was like working two jobs. One of them, you get, you know, enough pay to pay your rent and a couple bills. And the other job, you're working for free. And you're working at a loss if you consider the lack of return on investment. But anyway, it was too much for him to promote the podcast. And at that time, I mean, I had purchased programs where you, you you literally you put a script in the program or you just type in the you, you would type a I think the program was tweet adder. That was one of the programs where you just type a tweet, you know, saying this is the podcast, this is the link or a new episode, whatever the case is. And you run the program and tweet adder would actually do all the work and post tweets of your episode. Uh Automatically. You just had to be bothered to run the program. So things like that, he, he, I couldn't get him to do. And uh, eventually I started just asking for half of the hosting fee uh, for the podcast, which of course wasn't that much either. Uh, I think the podcast costs, I think it costed 40 bucks or 40 something bucks to host every month and uh so he would just have to pay 20 20 bucks but eventually that just fizzled you know and even due to scheduling issues there's there's just so many reasons why a two person or two plus person podcast can't work but it can if both parties are really interested you know he was more interested in a flexing that he had a podcast and he was, you know, proud of that, but apparently not proud enough to promote it. (laughs) But that was one of the podcasts. The other was a music podcast where I would remix 
I would remix uh, hip hop tracks, and it was to it was to kind of showcase my uh, producer skills. So and DJ skills to an extent, even though it was a it was a podcast, it was still you can say a long set, you know. But I would uh, showcase my beats and do remixes to popular popular hip hop songs of our past and uh so that was another endeavor for a while especially during the uh, media company days i was uh working in filmmaking and video editing you know shooting little concepts and short films uh doing all the editing and scoring in-house Seeing as I have a classical music background, and there was even a release, a DVD release. You know, I'm not going to get too much into details, but I have uh, that kind of experience, you can say, in this realm. So... That was that. And uh, throughout time, the most prolific work or body of work that I have is my production. So I've produced different genres of music. (laughs) I started off actually with techno and then moved on to drum and bass. Drum and bass was my, oh man. And New York had a great, they had, they had just a crazy drum and bass scene. Uh, anybody knows Orchard, Orchard Street, you know, 181 Orchard Street and Lower East Side, Manhattan. Anybody knows about that, they know. Orchard Bar, Breakbeat Science, you know, the old, the old school. Uh, well, it's old school now, right? But the old school place, the old school D&B scene, it was mostly in that area. The drum and bass was my thing for a, a while, and I really loved that. But um, then I came around to hip-hop. You know, and I grew up on hip-hop. It's not like I didn't grow up around that, but I came around to hip-hop and rap closest to the end of my producer career. You know, I still make a little beat here and there, but I definitely don't look at myself as a producer anymore. Now, even with the DJing, the DJ stuff I did more recently, I would say DJing was was the last. And when I first got into German bass, I was definitely doing the DJ or trying to go the way of the DJ. (laughs) And I've gotten a couple little gigs here and there, but, you know, house parties and a couple New Year's Eve parties. A birthday, a birthday party at a church, you know, things here and there. But of course, all the money you spend on them tables, I didn't see any of that money back. <laughs> maybe all together, maybe all together, all the money I made doing uh, doing gigs, maybe that would pay for one table. <laughs> I don't know, you know, 
But um, there was a lot that I did uh, growing up. I always wanted to make my own way and working a nine to five, you know, that was sort of like uh, the necessary evil. I said, okay, this is just what I need to do until I can make my own way doing what I love. That was the idea anyway. But in a lot of these endeavors, you find out that there are, I'm not going to say forces at work against you, but there are things you need to understand. And uh, I think a lot of people who have never actually tried to run a company or who've never actually experienced these things, they wouldn't be able to uh, even get it. But it is really about who you know and what you are willing to do to make it. Okay? Now, it's easy to say, put your head down and work. Or just work really hard and hustle harder. But all of that hustling and work isn't going to matter if you don't have the appropriate connections that will help propel you forward. So running a media company and trying to forge these connections when you don't know many people. And the people you do know are uh, more interested in gatekeeping and stealing your ideas. You know, I've got intellectual property stolen from me on different occasions. It is a grueling world. It is not a, an easy place to be. Or when you're trying to run a podcast and you're the only party, you're the only member of the podcast who's putting in the actual work, who's trying to consistently schedule episodes, uh, you know, so you can build a listener base that can depend on you to release in a timely fashion. You know, there are many factors. I'm not just going to say the world's out to get you in all this, but there are parts of yourself you need to be able to let go, or you can say uh, put aside if you want to get ahead. And these parts of you are moral, 
the parts of you that are supposed to make you uh, human, I guess, or even empath- empathetic. If you're a person who is very empathetic, it's going to be hard to run a successful business venture. You need to be cutthroat. You need to be, you know, you need to go for the jugular, the jugular, excuse me. Uh, You won't be able to, you can't be nice, okay? And nice, the etymology of that word means foolish. So I really don't like using that word. But we were all nice. Well, not not all of us. I, I I'm just going to talk about me. I was a nice guy, right? I was the typical nice guy. I was raised and indoctrinated in that fashion, being nice, and that is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> for business, that that you're you're begging for failure. You're either going to be manipulated into failure, or you're just going to fail flat out. Uh, if you don't have any bloodlust <laughs> you're not getting anywhere in business you have to be out for blood and you have to be willing to sacrifice and that can mean anything you know i'm not talking about the i'm not even going deep with the whole you know occultic sacrifice and sacrificing your family and all i'm just talking about you have to sacrifice your dignity you have to sacrifice <laughs> Your sexuality, in, in, in a lot of cases, if that's going to be where you're going, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice. Uh, it's not necessarily about the hard work. Though, when you are coming up, you know, especially if you don't know people, your work, you're going you're gonna to have to work hard. I'll tell you that. You're, you're going to have to bust your ass anyway and sacrifice. And that's what it takes for real success in this world. So these two, are, these two concepts are very different. The concept most people have of success is you have an idea or a product. You put your head down. You work at it, work at it, work at it. You keep working, you invest, you know, sleepless nights and all that. And eventually you'll see some success. And in some ways that does work. You know, sometimes consistency is key and you will see some success. But as far as real success, you know, where your finances are taken care of, you can... You know, you can afford not even a luxurious lifestyle, but you can afford to not have to work and use your, you know, your your other business as a side hustle. Or you can afford to start to invest in your company or even step away from your company so someone else can run it and you can just reap the financial benefit. The real success in this world requires much more than just working hard and investing. I've always said, and I will continue to say, 
that this world is run by gangs. It's all about gangs. Family's a gang. I always say this. The politicians, they're, they're a gang. All right? Democrat, Republican, Bloods, Crips, it's the same, same thing. At the top, they're all run by the same people. All of these organizations. Life is about gang and gang affiliations. And if you're not gang... You're not getting anywhere. As um, a person who wants to run a small business, many bigger companies stand to benefit from your dream of running a small business. Um, All small businesses require an investment. Even this podcast requires investing. If you know, I, I have a decent mic, and my AC is running currently, so I need to use software to clean up this audio. All these things cost money, and you can invest cheaply and get cheap results, or you can invest and get better results. Invest more money and get better results, but you have to invest. So a company will take your money, or even a loan shark or a bank, if they so desire, will invest in you, but they know that you have to pay them back with interest. And your dream of success is really just a dream. You're not gang, so you'll never, you'll never actually make it. And... Make it meaning you will never actually be truly successful on the level of your aspirations. Not without being gang affiliated. So now I look at this new venture that I am undertaking. I'm starting a new podcast now, Living in Solitary. It's talking about my solitary life. The market is saturated right now with podcasts. So even this venture is not one that I uh, anticipate. Gaining any level of success behind and uh, you know i know that sounds negative and you know you shouldn't start these things and say that oh you know you should always think but i've i've been there and once again i need to be a realist in this world and that's the thing that has put me in the solitary position i'm just keeping it real i don't i don't anticipate much success here so you know i can say okay well If uh, somebody hears this and it resonates with them, you know, and at least you know that you're not just out here alone, you know, but these good intentions don't pay bills. (laughs) Being there for other, for other men or even women, whoever's out there who shares a similar thought pattern of where this world is just crazy fucked. Um, 
other than other than oh yeah, I'm not alone out here in my way of thinking to a degree. Other other than that, there's no point in these in the in this venture in particular, you know? I got to find other ways to hustle. Even in this podcast, this is the seventh recording. The seventh episode I've recorded. I'm not sure. What number it will be when you hear it. (laughs) Because there are many things I've recorded that are. They're very real. And a lot of anger that I had expressed in those episodes. And I'm not sure it's the kind of thing I just want strangers on the internet listening to. So who even knows? You know, I'm sure at some point, and my opinions in those uh, episodes, though very strong, (laughs) I still stand on them. I don't disagree with anything I've said. Maybe I'll end up releasing them anyway. But sometimes you just have to wonder what's the point. What's the point? Yesterday, I came back from uh, Manhattan. There's some errands I had to run. And... Right around the corner from where I live, there was a a pop-up, a small business pop-up. And it was in an old place that I think it used to be a restaurant. And then uh, the restaurant closed down. You know, one of those, because, you know, in the hood, they got, they got restaurants around. And, you know, little mom and pop shop restaurant type things. And some, some of them would be open for years, you know. But this one closed. And it was a small business pop-up. So they were a little different businesses in there and I was walking by I had my headphones on and I saw this lady just kind of waving at me and acting kind of not acting crazy I guess just trying to get my attention because you know when I have my music on I don't I don't care I don't pay attention to anything really of course regular spatial awareness you know it's not like I'm trying to get hit by a car or something but uh I'm usually in my own world and not bothered with uh everyday people I don't like people very much at all. But she got my attention, so I took the headphones out and uh, she said, oh, yeah, we have a small business pop-up and all this. And I had some bags of groceries and stuff like that. And I said, okay, uh, let me just put these bags down and I'll come back. She said, oh, no, I can hold them. And <laughs> that was funny. I had bags in an, in an umbrella with me. And I'm like, all right. So... <laughs> And, you know, she, it was probably a good idea. I might have come back, but I might have just put my bags down and just not come back. So I was like, you know what? Fine. So I walked inside the business and uh, you have people selling soap, candles, like toothpaste, toothpaste tabs and little jewelry and trinkets and stuff. And so I went around 
And I I ended up getting some hand soap and some, uh, you know, supposed to be some all natural hand lotion and all this stuff. And I can see in the faces of the of the people, you know, these small business owners, I can see in their face, they have this look on their face like, why isn't this working? <laughs> you know, like they... They had the look that was like, wow, somebody actually came in off the street and and is going to hopefully patronize us. You know, they had that look. And anybody who has run a small business or who has tried to, I'm telling you this from personal experience. (laughs) When you're running a small business, you really, you have a look on your face of like, yeah, I'm really trying to make this work. I'm really trying to. You know, you have that look, but you have that optimism and you're going, you're going for it. You know, you're going for it. You believe in what you're doing. Um, you believe, you believe in the work you put in and you're really going for it. But these people, man, nowadays it, it, it was the whole vibe was different. It was like, wow, like somebody actually cared enough to stop, <laughs> you know, it must. And I got there. Uh, it was I think it was after seven o'clock. So they might have been there for a while that day or yesterday. They might have been there for a while. And it must have been a rough day. <laughs> because when, well, you know, when I, when, and people like me who are, you know, I hate saying it, but I, I am very empathetic. I hate using the word because it's such a buzzword now. There's no meaning to it. But I'm really good at picking up on on the vibe, okay, or the energy or whatever you want to, however you want to frame it. But I can see the look in their faces, and it was it was a it was a look of they're trying to hope more than just trying to sell you something. It's like hope. It's like please. And I mean, I'm talking about tables that were fully stocked. It was it was as though nothing was sold for the entire day. <laughs> nothing. It was like nothing was sold. There was not a there was not a table there that didn't have a bunch of things that were ready to be sold. I mean, there was even a weed table with a, a bunch of pre rolls and all different kinds of weed. Untouched. Untouched. You know, and some of them were just so grateful. So now, once again, as somebody who been out there hustling. I know about being grateful when somebody makes a purchase. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and you can be grateful, but I'm talking about these people were like so, so grateful. When I left, I, 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 like I said, I bought a, I bought a candle. The candle smelled nice, you know? And I don't, I don't like the candles that smell too crazy. I don't like all that vanilla crazy stuff, but I do like a nice candle. So, you know, I bought a candle. I got some soap. I got some of them toothpaste tabs, but I can't use those anyway after I looked at the ingredients. So that's that. Um, I think that was all I ended up getting. They had a bunch of other things, but, I, you know, that was all I ended up getting. Um, I don't smoke weed anymore, so I didn't get any of that weed stuff. Um, and when I left, other than the people who sold, because the people who sold me things, they were very, very grateful. But even when I left, the lady who... Uh, flagged me in. She was just thanking me and thank. She's like, "Thank you so much, thank you." Thank, and I'm just like, "Wow, 
You know, this world has gotten so, so cold. Like it's gotten so many people can't be bothered to care about anybody and trying to run a small business in this world, in this day and age. Wow. You know, and it's just looking for hope. You know what I mean? So just a lost dream at this stage of the game. And it's so easy for uh, the, the average person to say, well, just hustle, man. Hustle hard and put your head down and just just grind, man. Do what you got to do. And, you know, I'm very well aware of the nature of hustling. And, but trying to find motivation to do anything. I mean, there are things I can do. And at this stage of the game, it's now more of a... <laughs> survival you know i'm just gonna have to throw a bunch of things at the at the wall and hope something sticks uh we're gonna see what happens but trying to find the motivation is difficult even with uh you know the cloud on my back excuse me the cloud on my back you know and having to pay rent and do all this stuff while being unemployed even with that, it's still hard to find motivation. When you're somebody like me, you look into the nature of things and how this game is set up for you to fail. You know, you can't see these things and then unsee them. You can't choose to not live this life. Once you are exposed to what's really going on. So. Anyway, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Till next time, I guess.